What's up, guys? Zach Allen here. Welcome to the Sneaker You Podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode two. Today's podcast is a newbie episode, but even if you have been reselling sneakers for a while or reselling in general, I do believe there's going to be plenty of value for you. Today's topic that I want to cover is what kind of reseller are you? And we'll also look at finding your niche within this community. Today in the world of Instagram, sneaker reselling is quote unquote sexy. It's a lot of hype, Instagram flexing. It's seeing a guy or really even seeing teenagers standing in front of boxes and boxes of brand new shoes, brand new Jordan releases and Yeezy releases, which is equivalent to, in, in reality, a down payment on a house. And it, it, it seems to always prompt the question, can I do that too? Can I be that person? And me personally, I get DMs every week along the lines of, can I make $50,000 a year reselling? Can I make $30,000 a year reselling? Or will reselling help me quit my job? And the answers to these questions are absolutely. But like with everything, there's going to be a ton of variables you have to account for. But also, if you're listening to this, I want to ask you the question, where do you fit into this picture? So that's the question I want to focus on. What type of reseller are you? Or what type of reseller do you want to be? Because even if you've been, been in this game for a while, things are always changing. Your situation is always changing. Your advantage in the market is always changing. So to keep it simple for right now, let's talk about first what I consider to be the two types of resellers. Now, there are more than two, and heck, you can probably break it down into 50, 100 plus different niches, and we'll get to that in a second, but again, let's focus on the main two. First, you have the hype or limited release reseller, and secondly, you have the general release reseller. Now, these are not gonna be the best descriptions of each, but the hype reseller is the person that is going after new releases and shoes that sell out. Whereas the general release reseller is the type of person who sources shoes that does not sell out, that sits on shelves and will eventually end up at outlet stores. Now you can 100% win doing either and you can be both of these types of people. And I, I do both personally, but I think you should focus most of your efforts on mastering one. So, Let's quickly go over a pros and cons list for each type. Starting with the hype reseller or the one who chases limited sneakers. Pros, it's fun, it's sexy, it's appealing, it's really addicting, um, especially talking personally, it's very addicting. It's easy to get started because you can do it from, from home with your phone or computer, just like when a new release drops. The profit per shoe is usually higher. It's not uncommon to uh, say buy a shoe that's gonna profit you two, three, five hundred dollars or even more. And lastly, and this is my favorite thing about chasing like these limited sneakers is, I believe it really ramps up your knowledge of sneakers for various reasons, really. One, it's gonna bring you into a whole sub sneaker culture that is borderline or actually past obsessive. Um, and then also, this is just me speaking personally, and 
maybe not everyone agrees with this, but in my opinion, these limited shoes are often like typically crafted with just a very unique aesthetic. They have, in my opinion, again, better silhouettes and are often, not always, but are often made with better materials. Now let's move on to the cons. Cons of being a hype reseller. And these are just a few off the top of my head. One, shoes are more expensive. And this is, obvious, this is gonna be obvious, right? Most shoes are gonna run you $150 or more. Competition in today's landscape is growing immensely. And with limited supply, this game gets tough real quick. It just, honestly, it just seems like everyone and their mother is after the new Jordans or Yeezys that are coming out. It does take more sneaker knowledge if you truly want to be successful. Now, it's easy to break in and maybe get like one or two releases per month, but to really grow this business, it does take a wealth of knowledge. And last con that I, I thought about, and this is, this is something I think is often overlooked, especially if you uh, are, are younger, like maybe at high school, early college age, because we see like the hype behind these, these, uh, these releases, it's harder to scale and grow this into an actual full-time business. And I'll give an example here in a second, but like we see these sneakers on the feet of celebrities, on the feet of athletes, and it gives us this feel of exclusivity, um, like of a certain status that people aspire to be. And that's cool for people, but as a reseller, it's not practicable, practical for most. Now let's move on to the general release reseller. Again, this is the type of person that is buying shoes that you know have sat on shelves for a while and the prices have started to drop from that retail price. So pros, it's easy to get started. So going back to the other type, I just think sneaker reselling in general is easy to get started. Once you, you know, I've spent some months or even a year or so in the game, that's when, you know, that's when taking that next step's a little bit harder. Uh, next pro, and I think this is, this is just an absolutely great thing, is it teaches you retail arbitrage. And this is where you are walking into stores like outlets and discount department stores like Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Burlington, Ross, um, Pause. You said Ross, and you're gonna again. You're gonna buy like shoes for below retail price and below market price. And this is this is important. This is cool because this does not only apply to shoes. You can do the same thing with all types of categories, from electronics and video games to clothing, to toys, etc., etc., etc. Next pro, it's cheaper to get started. Personally, my average buy cost is around $25 to $35 per pair, especially if you are buying straight from the outlet. Um, rarely do I spend over $60 per pair. It does happen, and you'll come across a shoe that you may spend $100 on that is gonna resell for $200 or more. That can happen as well. But again, typically my buy cost is right around $25 to $35. And because you're going to these outlet stores and these other like discount type stores, um, you are going to get markdowns and you are, and you can take advantage of things like gift cards going during times of years or time, time, uh, times of the month where there are deeper sales and promotion days. There's a lot of different strategies, <clears throat> excuse me, there are a lot of different strategies to lower that buy cost, which is awesome. And lastly, 
it is easier to scale. It's easier to go from one, one shoe to having hundreds and hundreds than it is to say, getting your hands on 20 pairs of Yeezys. Now, moving on to the cons. This is my absolute least favorite thing about like this general release game is you can drive around town all day long and not find any pairs of shoes. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you spend an entire day sourcing. You're driving from a Nike outlet to a Marshalls to a Burlington. And let's say you hit like 10 stores within, you know, eight hours, like an entire day. There's a chance, and this happens to me quite often, is if you hit those 10 stores, you may only come home with 10 pairs of shoes or 12 pairs of shoes. And really, at the end of the day, like if you're spending an entire day trying to buy shoes, that's not worth it. If I'm spending an, an entire day, eight hours, going to a bunch of different stores, I want to come home with you know 40 pairs, 50 pairs, 80 pairs or so. So... That is kind of one of the biggest things, uh, but you know, this is something you're going to have to push through if you're really committed to this, because you're, because you're going to have days like this, honestly. Uh, the profit per shoe is usually lower, which really is not a bad thing, because again, it's easier to get your hands on 10 pairs of women's running shoes than, say, one pair of Jordans. And also, I do want to make a note of this, too. It's not really bad, because the way like new heights exclusive releases are um you know they're not home runs all the time either so you can be spending let's say 160 dollars on a pair of new jordan ones but you may only make 20 dollars on there so uh again profit per shoe usually lower not necessarily a bad thing uh let's see it takes more space in your house apartment or whatever so you got to kind of figure out like, what your what your situation is if you're fine having you know 50 pairs of shoes lying around your bed because i've i've been there that's how i started uh but you know at the end of the day i honestly don't think there are many cons and i don't think enough people are actually focused on this just because it's not you know it's not promoted on like these big instagram pages like the, the hype shoes the exclusive shoes are so this this is often overlooked and i will say with this the barrier to entry for going into you know a marshall's or a nike outlet is much lower so if you have any sneaker knowledge at all or you are just hungry for it like this is a great place to get started a great place to win that being said let me go back and touch on the scalability part a bit more so i have two different scenarios for you so scenario scenario one is going to be say you're walking into a nike outlet and you find a pair of women's running shoes that cost you $25. And you're gonna take that same pair, you're gonna turn around and sell it on eBay or Poshmark for $80. After you take into account the taxes, the fees, the shipping, you're, you're gonna be in the neighborhood of around $35 profit. Okay, so that's scenario one, one pair of shoe, $35 profit. Scenario two, let's say you're going after a new Yeezy release that's $220 that you are going to resell for $350. Again, after the taxes, fees, and shipping, uh, you're probably going to walk away with about $70 profit, which is cool because that's double our first scenario. So just on paper, it, it seems like the, the Yeezy release, that new heights limited release is going to be more worth our time which for some people it may, right? Because 
that's probably not going to require too much effort on your end. That may just be, you know, trying to buy that straight from your phone or computer when it drops. But let's look at this in a little bit more deep detail. Going back to scenario one at the outlet, we find that $25 pair of shoes. It's very likely, not always going to happen, but it's very likely that they're going to have more pairs in the store, whether it's out on the floor, it's on the like the clearance wall, or they have more pairs in the back, which you should always be asking. So let's say, and this is not uncommon at all, let's say that they have 10 pairs of that of that woman's running shoe for $25. That's gonna bring your buy cost to $250, and you, were, you would end up with about a $350 profit at $35 a pair. Now, again, that's just a scenario, but the takeaway is that it's a lot harder for most people to get multiple pairs of Yeezys on release day due to number, a numerous amount of factors. Uh, than it is to say walk into a Nike outlet and pick up 10 pairs of women's running shoes because people just often overlook those, especially new resellers. So where do you fit in all of this? That's not something I can answer for you. There are tons of niche reselling categories and I get, I get asked all the time, like, where should I start? And that really kind of depends what, with what you're interested in. I would advise you to really give this question some thought and like, you know, not just chase after like that new sexy sneaker because you see a, a guy on Instagram do it. Now, if you do have that knowledge, you do have that like willingness to do that and learn some different techniques, then by all means go for it. But if you are not that knowledgeable, but you, you know, you do have like a lot of time or whatever, you know, you really gotta think about where your strengths are gonna lie with this. So let me talk about quickly about like what I've been doing in the past few years and kind of give you an idea. For me personally, in the past, I dealt mainly with Yeezys, new Yeezy releases, especially the Yeezy 350, V1 and V2, when those were first being released. And I had a lot of success with Jordan's release between the years 2008 and 2012. Over the past two years, I've bought more shoes from the Nike outlets and discount department stores, which I'll go over a little bit more in a second. And over the past few months, I've changed my niche again, looking at Jordans and Nike, uh, Nike Dunk SVs that released about three, eight years ago. So looking at, you know, the years of 2011, 2012, up to 2016. In the future, like I'm going to, I'm going to be looking to kind of change again. And this is some stuff that I've been learning more of. Um, I'm looking to get more into like pre-ordering and really taking a large sum of money and investing in new releases. And again, that's something that uh, I, I see as like a long-term strategy for me. Um, and when I say investing in new releases, what I mean is not just buying one pair and flipping it. I mean buying multiple pairs, and this could be paying resale price and not retail. Buying multiple pairs and holding on to them more for an extended period of time, three months, six months, 12 months longer, and then also focusing on building connect, like connections within the sneaker community because I want this to be a long-term thing for me. Now, I think with anything, when you niche down a little, when you niche down a bit, that's where the greatest opportunity lies and to, like, you know, to figure out where you fit in, like start thinking about what your unfair advantage is. For me, it's time, my knowledge, and my like hunger to grow that knowledge so I can kind of, try out new things and new techniques. So let's I give you some ideas to help you figure out what that unfair advantage is for you. 
so let's see do you do you live near a city that has several several outlets this is why i focused on the outlet game a little bit more i just moved away from detroit which had four outlets in an hour and a half radius for me and so that's obviously that's going to prompt me to focus on that outlet game and so while i'm driving to the to these outlets i'm also looking to see okay where are these department stores at where is marshall's where is burlington what can i hit on there so I'm turning a hour and a half drive into, you know, a four or five hour drive. Let's see, let me think of some more things. Do you love, okay, do you love Nike SBs of the mid 2000s? Having, and that's just an example, having like specific knowledge, and this can be, you know, Adidas running shoes, this could be Converse, it can be brand specific, it can be like running specific. Having that specific knowledge is incredible in the current landscape. Because if you can be known as the, you know, the, the old school Nike SB guy, like something like that is completely missing from the market. I know there are some people out there, but I mean, there's just such an opportunity if you have real specific knowledge. And this can be, you know, you're in high school in the 2000s, so you know, like, you know, those specific shoes or, you know, like basketball shoes real well, or, you know, um, you know, soccer cleats, which are absolutely huge right now. Um, that could be something as well. Uh, do you know people who own their own sporting goods store or sneaker stores? That's a, that'd be a great way to get into the game, get in with them. Uh, if you live in larger cities like LA, Chicago, New York, Vegas, that's be incredible for um, new releases, in-store pickups, um, because usually those three, four cities, like those, those, they usually have more exclusive releases. And it's going to be like the big money shoes most of the time. And like, you know, just other cities just don't get them, even if they are a large city. Um, LA, Chicago, New York specifically, even if you, even if you live like an hour or two away, being that close to a big city, you can go hard on raffles and networking with people uh, within the, within the city and networking with like stores and you can really build yourself up there. Um, Let's see. Do you love to thrift? This is, especially if you don't have that much capital, the single best way to start flipping shoes. And this is not just a beginner strategy. Not enough people do this. They may, you know, go in and buy one or two pairs at one store, but like that's kind of it for their day. Like if you really commit to thrifting shoes and hitting a bunch of thrift stores each week, this is an incredible way to flip shoes because if you think about it, you're going to be buying shoes for around, say, $5. You're going to take them home, clean them up, and I'd say you can, you can probably turn around and sell most shoes for $30-ish, which is an incredible return on your investment. And then you're always going to come across you know, shoes and boots, especially this time of year as it's October and getting, getting into winter here in a little bit. Like there are gonna be some great finds and great come ups. Do you love distance running? Are you an athlete? Do you live in the north and get your hands on boots easily? Do you have kids that are constantly growing out of their shoes? Do you have free time where you can post a like an ad on Facebook or like literally just a post on Facebook or offer up or Craigslist that says, Hey, I'm buying shoes all sizes, all conditions and then be able to pick them up that day because trust me and i'm gonna go over this later um, on another like podcast or something else this strategy works so incredibly well i even got i have one 
posted for my own area right now. And I got a morning, uh, excuse me, I got a message this morning from uh, OfferUp, I believe. And somebody has a pair of Jordans that he's wanting to sell. And so talking with him right now, this works incredibly, incredibly well. Your friends have hundreds of shoes that they don't wear. Offer to sell them and take a percentage. Start a little consignment. It, that, that would be a great strategy. Uh, do you work in these discount department stores like a Marshalls or do you work in an out, outlet? Or are you a student that is looking for a part-time job? You know, if I was high school, early college age right now, that's the first place I would, I would look for is, do I have a Nike outlet in my area? That's where I'm going to work. Or any other shoe store, Foot Locker, Champs, or like Marshalls, Burlington. Get in, get in there because your, your knowledge is only going to increase. You know, that being said, like find whatever your competitive advantage is. It's not going to be the same as, you know, what you're seeing on Instagram every single day. It's not going to be the same as your friend that's also flipping shoes. Find whatever your competitive, competitive advantage is and apply it. Don't just completely copy what you see others are doing because in the long run, it's probably not going to work for you. With that said, that's all I have for you today. So I'm planning on producing more valuable and especially practical content, but I know I also need to sprinkle in a ton of info like this episode and for like any beginner out there. Um, but all I ask for you is if you found any value in today's episode, please share it with a friend or whoever. That will mean the world to me. Until next time, peace.